Hi, this is Jeff Cobert, and we welcome you to this last Disney at Work and Play podcast of 2019. We have a big program for you today, largely because we're reviewing all of the crazy phenomenal stuff that has happened in 2019, as well as previewing all that is on the plate for what is coming in 2020. So, so you're gonna wanna join us. There's so much to do and see and understand and hear about. And you're also, you're also gonna wanna check out our uh, notes page that is going to be available on both Disney at play.com as well as Disney at work.com. And not only are we covering all things that are happening in the parks, we wanna take a few moments to talk about what we've been up to at Disney at work and play and uh, what it's been about in 2019 and some of our plans for what we have uh, ahead of us in 2020. So join us and uh, we're excited to, uh, to have you here as we look back and look forward. So let's start by going around the globe and uh, talking about some of the great things that were happening in Disney theme parks in 2019. If you don't mind, I'd like to start in, of all places, Hong Kong Disneyland, because there in March of uh, 2019, Ant-Man and the Wasp Nano Battle uh, premiered there at the park. Now, if you love Marvel, then you should know that no park is further down the path of creating a total Marvel experience than Hong Kong Disneyland. Yes, uh, Disneyland California is going, to, or Disney California Adventure is going to join in very quickly, as well as Disneyland Paris. But Marvel already is there at Hong Kong Disneyland. I love, absolutely love the Iron Man experience. But uh, this Ant-Man and Wasp a Nano Battle, which has taken a former uh, Buzz Lightyear attraction and redone it, it's just uh, a fun, uh, terrific experience to enjoy. And uh, I just love the new attractions that have come to Tomorrowland at Hong Kong Disneyland. Wish they'd keep the uh, Autopia that they had there, but uh, that looks like it's going to go away in favor of another attraction uh, that will be Marvel related in the, uh, in the years to come. By the way, as you look at our notes page, one of the things that uh, while I was there, in that March-April time frame, had a chance to uh, visit uh, that park, and they do this annual thing of Easter eggs, and you gotta love. They have these these pretty big size Easter eggs, kind of similar to what you see in the Disney um, Land and and um, Disney World parks, but here they also had these little tiny eggs that were based on um, Ant-Man and the, and the Wasp. That was really cute. So I've got a photo of that. You may want to check that out. Moving um, north uh, northward, Tokyo Disneyland this year brought soaring fantastic flight on July 23rd of uh, this year to um, the Tokyo Disney Seas Park, a park which, by the way, already has so many amazing attractions and then they have added to their Mediterranean Harbor, which really didn't have a lot of rides in it. Um, uh, had some boat attractions, a walkthrough attraction that was very cool. So this was their first major attraction to the Mediterranean Harbor, which is their kind of entrance point into Tokyo Disney Seas. Now, uh, Soaring has been 
long been a popular ride. I loved soaring when, over California when I first visited it in um, Disney California Adventure uh, in the months just after it opened there back in um, 2001. But this has taken the soaring experience to a whole new level. The thematic detail, both on the exterior and in the interior queues and on the ride attractions, it just blows away every soaring experience. And, uh, and so if you ever get a chance to visit Tokyo Disney, you definitely want to check out this attraction, which I will assure you will be incredibly popular over uh, the years, the next years to come. And yet there is still even more stuff coming to Tokyo Disney Seas in the next few years. They have uh, an entire area dedicated to Frozen, to Peter Pan and to Tangled. Uh, this park is going to be bigger and better than all the rest as it is always uh, managed to do. It is truly a park unlike any other. Let's move on. Let's head west to um, uh, Disneyland, actually east, I suppose, depending which direction you're going. Uh, the big news of Disneyland this year has been Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I was able to be there the first week that it opened. And wow, wow, what an amazing experience to to check out this new attraction. I was only able to see it for, for four hours uh, because of the limited time. Uh, to be in that land, took so many photos. My favorite photo is, uh, and I put it on the website, it's the unique Fantasyland entrance to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. The, the Both lands are 99% the same practically, but there is one difference, and that is that you can, that there's a third entrance into Star Wars land. It, um, it merges into close to where the Echelon TIE Fighter is. Um, and there's actually closed gates at, at Disney's Hollywood Studios, but here the gates are open and it's a great little entrance into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Of course, uh, that uh, attraction uh, didn't, um, didn't seem to pull uh, the audiences and we talked about it in other podcasts due to rising annual pass prices, pricing, which is a big part of the attendance there. Uh, plus uh, the fear of uh, that park being overcrowded and the fact that Rise of the Resistance was not opening at the same time. There's just a number of things that seem to play into the attendance. I should also mention that this year there have been a number of other minor things. I haven't really uh, mentioned those here like I will for Walt Disney World, but I should mention that uh, Flix Flyers that was in Bugs Land and the whole Bugs Land uh, went away, but Emotional Whirlwind, uh, which took that same ride um, vehicle or ride uh, experience. It was brought into Pixar Pier um, and utilized the themes from the film Inside Out. And, and so that was a little addition along with other parades and things that occurred during the year at Disneyland. Um, but yeah, no question about it. Galaxy's Edge was the big thing at Disneyland because it was the first uh, to open that uh, attraction. That brings us to Walt Disney World. Um, there wasn't a whole lot major uh, stuff to share about uh, Disneyland Paris or, or Shanghai Disneyland this year, but let me tell you, Walt Disney World has had one of the busiest years it has ever had. I listed in the show notes, but let me just walk you through 
all that, and I'm not even quite all of what has been added this year. But wow, at the beginning of the year, they celebrated Mickey Mouse's birthday with a revised move it, shake it, bake it, <laughs> mouse could dance it party. Um, that was rethemed out. Um, Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy, which I have considered to be kind of um, a cool, a really cool audio animatronic um, little show. It's not very repeatable, but it is definitely worth checking out once when you're at Disney's Hollywood Studios. In addition, the whole entrance plaza to the studios was completely revised, beautifully done, as well as Epcot's entrance plaza, which is uh, largely completed. Uh, we're still waiting on things with Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom. A remodeled Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort, because of uh, big hotel additions elsewhere, I think this one was a little missed. But I got to tell you, it was beautifully done. And if you love uh, Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort, which was the first resort I stayed at only a month after it opened back in 1988, um, you want to step through the streets of Old Port Royal and check out this. I, I got to tell you, the, the, the very favorite new restaurant I think I have of this year is probably Sebastian's at Old Port Royal, um, their steak and yucca fries. Oh my gosh, they're so delicious! And and you could take a Skyliner, um, which uh, uh, takes you from the studios or from Epcot right over there. So definitely check that out. Meet favorite monster friends of Walt Disney Presents. The premiere of Kevin the Bird from Up. Donald's Dino Bash at Disney's Animal Kingdom, which I didn't think of anything initially, but. Honestly, it's had great legs. A new Disney Junior dance party. Kind of swept under the rug unless you had little toddlers. Uh, Disney's Coronado Springs Grand Destino Tower, which uh, I think was a better completed experience than probably Disney's new Riviera Resort Hotel, especially when you compare price points. Um, the incredible celebration at Disney's Hollywood Studios, the new animation experience show, uh, the, the, I'm sorry, the new animation experience at Conservation Station where you draw Disney characters. Then the wonderful world of animation uh, show, nighttime show at Disney's Hollywood Studios, a remodeled studio arch, which uh, based on the photos, you'd think that probably isn't quite completed yet because there are no icons on it, just revised text. Then, of course, uh, just like Disneyland, Star Wars, Galaxy's Edge, and Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. What a big, big addition to Disney's Hollywood Studios with all the shops and, and food and beverage choices. Just a fantastic offering that came in this, the end of summer. Takumi Tei in Japan at Epcot. I'm, I'm not even halfway through the list of everything that's happened this year at uh, Walt Disney World. That's how crazy this year has been. The Epcot experience, that new um, show at the Odyssey, former Odyssey restaurant, which uh, showcases all the new attractions that were announced at D23 this year. The end of Illuminations, as well as the premiere of Epcot Forever and that nighttime show. Uh, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique coming to uh, Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. The Enchanted Rose also coming to the same hotel. The Disney Skyliner, um, which uh, I think 
uh, is a pretty cool thing. We have enjoyed it a lot in the last couple of weeks as um, an opportunity to kind of connect with some of the new offerings uh, along the, the uh, route of the Skyliner. Remodeled, beautifully remodeled stores on Hollywood and Sunset Boulevards. Uh, new firework shows, attraction overlays, and other offerings for Mickey's Not-So-Scary and Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Parties. Uh, new museum in Morocco at Epcot. Uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom Holiday Lights. Uh, the new Disney's Riviera Resort, which I've got to spend some time sharing with you my, my impressions. That's probably another podcast. The new Epcot Pin Central store, uh, the newly remodeled American Heritage store at Epcot, which I also have to feature. In fact, I think there's a unique combination of things there and at Riviera I want to share with you at some point. Over at Disney Springs, new offerings like Paleo and the NBA Experience, Ron John's. Then the rise of the resistance at the end of the year, uh, along with some very uh, quick things that came afterwards, a new Ralph and Vanellope meet and greet at Imagination, new temporary Starbucks at Epcot, a new Star Tours itinerary. Um, wow, what a year at Walt Disney World. So many new things, and I just keep looking and thinking, I'm missing something, I'm missing something, because there was so much that happened this year. And it has been a phenomenal year. And uh, if you have not been to Walt Disney World, you got to come because there's so much to see. Don't go waiting for the 50th because there's already plenty to see. And in this next year, we've got even more to see. So we'll share that in a few minutes. But before we get on to 2020, let me just talk a little bit about 2019 and Disney work and play uh, and what some of the highlights have been for us. The first is this podcast. We started the podcast before 2019. But uh, this podcast marks our 40th podcast in just this year. Uh, we actually did five podcasts in a row in one week during Disney Dragon Week. Did you miss Disney Dragon Week? There's some really cool podcasts in there. Um, doing a podcast, honestly, takes a lot of work. And with it, we added additional work by providing new content from Disney and Play at Work for listeners uh, to actually see with a complete no show notes page for each episode where we had additional material, images, videos, and links. So it's been this kind of combo thing of not just doing a podcast, but doing a podcast experience with the show notes and, and additional material. Um, it's a work in progress. We're still trying to figure out just what is our niche in a very uh, big market uh, podcast. But we're pleased with our show. We're pleased with those of you who have reached out to me and shared uh, your likes and feedback on the show. Um, so thank you. I just want to thank you for helping us make this podcast as successful as it has been in 2019. Be sure, if you haven't, be sure to subscribe. And if you could, share with potential listeners a positive rating and or uh, review. Uh, we have it on Podbean, we have it on iTunes, we've added it to Spotify, hope to have it on some other formats in the in the near future. But that has been a big part of this year and we've, we've really made our websites a center around our podcasts and what we had to share. The other thing, some other things, I started a YouTube uh, 
channel called J. Jeff Kober uh, prior to this year, but this year alone, we have added some 70 uh, videos, some very cool stuff, including um, insights on Disneyland Paris from Imagineers that created that park, uh, which you cannot find anywhere else on YouTube. And also with Disney's, uh, with Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, we not only did a ton, over a dozen podcasts, I'd say, on Galaxy's Edge, but we also did a handful of really solid uh, videos on retail, on food and beverage, on the Millennium Falcon, on the whole land. And, um, and we are just really pleased with that. If you haven't had a chance, go out to our um, YouTube a JHF Cobra, and we have the link on our show notes page. Subscribe to us as we add videos uh, throughout the year. You'll be you'll be notified of um, of those videos. Another thing that we added this year um, was what I truly believe to be perhaps the most comprehensive guide to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and that has not been easy because honestly. When we started this guide, there wasn't a lot of information on a lot of details. So we had to do a lot of research, a lot of guessing. Surprise how spot on we were in some of the guessing. <laughs> also surprised on some of the things we were off on. Um, but the end result is, is that we've updated it. We've included hundreds of photos, videos, unique interactive maps. You can't find anywhere else on the universe. Um, we just added... Uh, a really smart guide on how to get onto a Rise of the Resistance. And I think we're going to do a podcast in con connection with that. Disneyland has also just announced how it's going to do Rise of the Resistance. We will uh, modify that page as well. But this is a complete guide. Um, again, go to either Star War, uh, to DisneyAtWork.com or DisneyAtPlay.com and you'll see a link for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, a complete guide. Check on it, subscribe to our newsletters, um, which we don't overdo in the number. We Sometimes we do that once a week, sometimes we do it once a month, uh, but those newsletters inform you of new content, new things out there. But as you do so, you get access to the complete guide. So do check that out. Now, in addition to my Disney, uh, Disney stuff, I also have two other websites besides DisneyAtPlay.com and DisneyAtWork.com. Um, and that ties with my business, which is providing training and development solutions to organizations in the private, public, and nonprofit sectors. To that end, I've created a number of books, many of which are Disney books that I, I list on my websites. But my biggest business, non-Disney book, uh, although it includes Disney, has come out with a second edition this year, which is Lead With Your Customer, Transform Culture and Brand into World-Class Excellence. It's uh, done with my partner in crime, Mark David Jones, and uh, we're pleased with the second edition. It includes world-class insights, not only from Disney, but nearly 100 other best-in-business organizations. So if you are looking for new ideas to improve your organization, check that out. Also this year we premiered what we refer to as Excellence in You, a new online curriculum uh, that ties with our Chain of Excellence module, which is a focus on leadership development, employee engagement, improved customer experiences. So that all came out this year. 
This year, uh, Disney at play. We've always had Disney at work for some time. But that's been um, several years we've had Disney at work.com. I just felt like I needed a site to celebrate all the fun things of Disney, to, sub uh, to share my fandom of Disney. So if you have Disney at work, why not Disney at play? And that's uh, the name of our new website. We're really pleased with it. I hope you get a chance to, to visit it regularly. In addition, we also did new website makeovers in 2019 of DisneyAtWork.com, PerformanceJourneys.com, and WorldClassBenchmarking.com. Uh, all of my websites, I have four websites, two Disney-related, two business-related. All of them were remodeled this year. I'm telling you, this has been a busy year. And, and if I may, if you could just indulge me for a moment before we get on to 2020. Let me just tell you, that whole remodeling of our websites, as well as the addition of our Disney at Play site, that would not have happened if it hadn't been for my colleague, Dustin Meyer. And I just want to give a shout out to him and to his organization, uh, Libra Web and Marketing. I've worked with a lot of others over the years with websites. And let me tell you, I have never found greater value than working with Dustin. He is reasonable in price. He is there listening to your needs to, in exceeding your expectations on delivering to those needs. If you are wanting to overhaul your website, or, or better yet, if you want to do your first website, this is doable, and you need to reach out to Dustin. I tell you, you will not be disappointed by the experience of working with him. I uh, put a link on our webs uh, on uh, the show notes page and hope to have uh, links available on all our websites. I don't get paid for advertising or, or suggesting Dustin. I'm just sharing with you this guy does great work. He's a startup. He's a great guy. And if you get a chance and this is what you need, definitely check out and talk to uh, talk to his organization. Now, with all that said and done, we've covered 19, 2019, not 1999, 2019. Um, now we move forward with 2020. And... Uh, and the craziness in the parks does not end. It now, uh, there is more stuff coming out. And I have to begin with Tokyo Disneyland. If you're not familiar, Tokyo Disneyland is premiering a new uh, Fantasyland. The same way that there was a new Fantasyland forest kind of added to Magic Kingdom a couple of years ago. They have added new Fantasyland plus additions to Toontown and Tomorrowland. All this in preparation for the Summer Olympics coming out this year in April. They're going to um, preview or premiere what is their largest redevelopment in that park's history. It includes uh, Bell's Village. So if you kind of think about the village that you see when you're at Magic Kingdom, you get uh, Maurice's Cottage, Gaston's Fountain, some restaurants and shops. Then you get to the premier ride, The Enchanted Tale of Beauty and the Beast. This is where you will enter a life-size Beauty and the Beast castle. Not some miniature like we have at Magic Kingdom, <laughs> but an attraction of epic proportion where you go on what is similar ride vehicles to Rise of the Resistance or to Winnie the Pooh's, um, Pooh's Honeypot. Uh, honey um, ride at uh, Tokyo Disneyland. 
you'll dance in rhythm to the music um, as you go through Be Our Guest and um, and all of the songs from Beauty and the Beast. It's going to be a, an attraction that is going to make everybody else go, why is this not in our park? This is going to drive everybody crazy. And if you were looking for that one reason to go to Tokyo Disneyland, let me tell you, this ride's going to be it. Because I have a feeling it's not going to come to another park for a, for a while to come. Tokyo Disney does big and amazing things. And sometimes, in exchange for putting up the money to do those big and amazing things, they reserve the right to not have certain attractions go out to other parks, at least in the short term. So if you're looking for a reason, now I have to tell you, with the Olympics, this may not be the year to go. But at some point, you need to go check out, and, and by the way, uh, if you need a, um, if you need someone to help you plan that vacation, let me tell you, David Zanola, in fact, he's leading a group to Dis Tokyo Disney, and to Shanghai Disney and Hong Kong Disney, you definitely want to check that out as well. Um, I'll put a link on there uh, to check out uh, what uh, David's itinerary is because he's leading a group in May, which will be before the Olympics, but after the new um, land premieres. There's also a Fantasyland Forest Theater, which is being um, put in um, that will do major shows. And when Tokyo Disney does shows, they do shows. It's going to be cool. Um, if you kind of like um, the uh, the spinner uh, whip it kind of attraction that you get in Toy Story Land at the studios or over at Disney California Adventure in Cars Land, they're going to offer the Happy Ride with Baymax, um, who will be your own personal healthcare companion for an exciting ride that swings around and around. So that's being added to Tomorrowland as well as a outer space themed popcorn shop. Do you not know about popcorn at Tokyo Disney? I am not a popcorn fan, but let me tell you, popcorn reigns supreme at Tokyo Disney. We could do a whole we could do a whole podcast around popcorn at Tokyo Disney. And they're doing a dedicated space themed popcorn shop, which I believe is gonna have four different kinds of popcorn. And then finally a mini style studio that's gonna happen in two towns. So big stuff coming to Tokyo Disneyland this year. Uh, what about Walt Disney World? Well, let me tell you, there's a lot coming this year too. Uh, City Works, which is, joins the NBA experience in Disney Springs, states that they're finally opening in 2020, uh, January of 2020. I thought it was coming last summer, but it seems to have taken some time. But that's coming. Three new um, theatrical experiences are coming to Epcot, Awesome Planet, Canada Far and Wide, and the Beauty and the Beast Sing Along are all coming on January 17th, 2020. Um, at the same time, the uh, annual, the new annual um, uh, arts festival comes to um, Epcot. So that's gonna be big. Space 220, it has been announced for spring of this year. And uh, people who are excited um, can't wait to, to experience this new restaurant dining experience. And if you 
have seen how space is treated in Rise of the Resistance, you get a sense of how the real space is going to be treated in uh, Space 220. It's going to be cool. It's going to be a neat place to, uh, to stop and dine. The Mickey Mouse Shorts Theater is coming in March 2020. That's a remodel of a small theater that's been a Jedi movie for some time. And then previous to that, uh, the original Monster Sound Show and some other things over the years. That's coming in March 2020, as well as Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which is going to be um, a major new attraction come to Disney's Hollywood Studios in the Chinese theater. Totally, yes, totally excited about this new attraction coming to um, to the studios and what that's going to be look what that's going to look like. Cirque du Soleil drawn to life. Those previews will begin in March with a world premiere in April. Uh, the Tri Circle D Ranch, um, which is one of those hidden little gems over at uh, Fort Wilderness, that had to be re um, uh, moved because of uh, construction that is happening on the new hotel out in that area. And that's coming spring 2020. Then come summer, we have Remy's Ratatouille Adventure coming to France. When you fly over this thing on the Skyliner, you, it's practically another uh, World Showcase Pavilion. The addition to France happening here, it moves it into the back of the pavilion, but it's a whole show back there. A creperie is being added as well. This is going to be one fan fantastic summer that's going to be bookended by Remy's and this whole edition, at the f hopefully at the start of summer. We haven't had the official date yet. And then Harmonious, which is a new fireworks show happening somewhere probably in, uh, in fall. Um, then we have this thing called the Disney Genie, which is this new app. Not sure what that looks like, but it's supposedly coming in late 2020. Beatrix is a healthy uh, food choice that's coming to Disney Springs. Um, Club 33 edition to Disney's Animal Kingdom is on its way. It's nearly completed, uh, definitely on the exterior. Ample Hills Creamery coming to Disney Springs in 2020 and someplace in 2020. The Toy Story Roundup Rodeo Barbecue Restaurant is coming uh, to the studio. So, man, again, another huge year for Walt Disney World. And I don't think this is all that's going to come. I think there's other little minor things. Of course, lots of construction underway as well as a completely new Epcot, it seems, is revised. Meanwhile, over at uh, Disneyland Paris, June 15th will mark the reimagining of Disney's Hotel New York to being a showcase of the art of Marvel. Now I'll tell you, I've stayed in this resort many times and I'm thrilled that it's getting some TLC. Uh, I love the Art Deco, but th there needed to be something else to this property. And I think the Marvel theme is a brilliant idea. Meanwhile, at Hong Kong Disneyland, more minor thing, but uh, that castle, and I took a photo and it's on the show notes page, but I have a, a photo taken last April of work construction underway on the Transformation Sleeping Beauty's castle. It's going to be much bigger. I'm not sure what to think of this, but uh, so many things happening in Hong Kong. I, uh, I hope we can uh, create 
an opportunity for people to visit that, and I'll talk about that in a few minutes. But know that uh, more things are happening, and that and that's just what's premiering this year at Hong Kong Disneyland. Ahead of, is another Marvel attraction coming, as well as a new Frozen Land coming to Fantasyland. So much more coming to Hong Kong Disneyland. Then I wanted to end with Disneyland. Rise of the Resistance is opening in January. Clearly, the attendance didn't quite materialize with the opening of Galaxy's Edge, but will it with the addition of Rise of the Resistance? I think so. In fact, it appears that already, before it is even opened, the holiday seems to have done really well at Disneyland. Um, so this will be the important question. How does it affect the attendance at Disneyland? You really, it is going to be in the furthermost corner of Disneyland. So people are going to want to go to it. It's not going to be something you happen to go by and say, oh, that looks interesting. Because from the entrance, you're not going to know what's behind it. But I think word of mouth is going to be positive for this attraction as it has been uh, for its premiere out here at Walt Disney World. So plan on Rise of the Resistance making a big dent. And also making a big dent in 2020 is the incoming Avengers Campus, which will happen at Disney California Adventure. The first leg of this, which is a major section of it, um, will include a new Spider-Man attraction where guests, the attraction is kind of riding in ride vehicles and in a setting similar to uh, Mickey's Mania, um, Midway Mania. But here they're gonna be slinging their own webs in fighting spider bots as they join what's known as the World Wide Engineering Brigade, otherwise as an acronym called WEB. In addition to this big attraction, the PIM Test Kitchen, where guests will enjoy food creations that are either going to be made larger or shrunk in this uh, themed area. And it's all being themed to Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, Avengers Stunt Show. This is kind of an entertainment offering. How structured it's going to be, I don't know. If it's going to look more like uh, an Indiana Jones style happening these hours of the day, or if it's going to be more of a you know, uh, people dancing across, running across the roofs of the Golden Horseshoe at Frontierland. But there are some very cool things that are being planned for this. And I'm kind of curious as to what this will look like. Also, web suppliers, a gift shop that's going in. And then what's known as heroic encounters. Some really uh, more laid out meet and greet locations with the superheroes such as Black Widow, Ant-Man, Wasp, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy, superheroes from Wakanda, Asgard, and then, and then last but not least, Iron Man. Wow, uh, I think I think this by the time summer has rolled in with this, both Disneyland and Disney California Adventure will be swamped with. Um, with guests. And if that wasn't enough, just a little thing that I think is so cool because uh, folks love parades and Disneyland does great parades. So anticipating the new parade magic happens, that's going to happen starting February 28th. Some great floats from Moana, um, Sleeping Beauty where her dress changes, uh, color, uh, to my favorite, which I, is going to be the Coco Float. I'm excited to see what this looks like. Um, I will be at Disneyland to see that. It's going to be a great year at the parks 
in 2020 across the globe. So many things that are happening. Now, having shared with you what has gone on in 2019 as well as what 2020 looks like, let me tell you a little bit about Disney at Work and Play. Uh, we have a couple of things that we want to increase the number of. First is a little uh, video, YouTube, Facebook, live kind of thing we've been doing called Meet Me at the Parks. Of all my Disney-related projects, I really love this one because we invite guests like you who are coming out to Walt Disney World to meet up with me. We enjoy a snack, and on video, we share our common love for all things Disney. doesn't take much more than 10 or 15 minutes. But if you are heading to Walt Disney World this year, I would love to do a meet me at the park with you. Feel free to contact me um, through my website and, uh, and let me know when you're coming. We'll find a time and day and place to meet up um, that aligns with your schedule um, and uh, I'll treat. And um, I'll also let you know when I'm other, at other parks around the globe so we can meet there as well. So let's meet at the parks. Let me know. Even if we've never met before, I would love to meet with you uh, through Meet Me at the Parks. Uh, lots of fun. Next is Disney News on Parade. Now the irony of ironies is here I am in the heart of Walt Disney World, minutes away from the vacation kingdom of the world, and I don't cover enough of what's going on in the parks, especially Walt Disney World, but also elsewhere. So I, this is my commitment. Look for more Disney news on parade coming this year. It may take on a different format, but, but we will provide you ongoing news about what's the latest, greatest coming to Disney. And so please know that this is, uh, that look for this as we come through. I have a number of Disney uh, books and actually some of those books including my customer service book is actually in Japanese uh, but this year uh, my uh, wonderful world of customer service uh, at Disney book will be uh, finally made available in Spanish um, translation is completed the final details are in play we'll be publishing it this first quarter excited about that I don't know if you're familiar with Disney Best Practices Global Tour. Now, some things I've mentioned up to before have been more Disney at play. I'm going to talk about my Disney at work programs. And one of them is an opportunity to visit a Disney theme park around the world. We do different parks at different times during the world in which we focus. We spend about a day per park. So... At Walt Disney World, it's a four-day experience. At Disneyland, it's a two-day experience. At Hong Kong Disneyland, it's only a one-day experience. But in that experience, we look at best-in uh, business practices. And you see insights that you can't get anywhere else. I assure you that these insights take you behind the scenes to the thinking and the magic that goes on behind uh in, 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 in making this a successful business. Best practices and leadership in engaging your cast or your employees and building a great customer experience. Do me a favor, visit, check out the site. It, uh, you'll find uh, links on both Disney at, New, at Work and Disney at Play, as well as the uh, uh, show notes page. Check out uh, our upcoming uh, 
experiences and join us. It's an open enrollment experience. Although if you have an intact group, which we did in December um, here at Walt Disney World, we can do your own intact group where if you got a team of people and you're wanting something unique for them, let us know. We'll talk about it. There's lots of ways we can fashion this. We can even do more than one uh, Disney theme park. We could go to Hong Kong, Shanghai, and Tokyo and do a combined thing. So let us know what your interests are and, um, and we hope to uh, present some, some great programs for you to, to come um, experience. Finally, the one thing I'd like to announce um, that will be coming uh, starting this next quarter is what I refer to currently, it's a working title, but it's a new Disney at Work and Disney at Play membership club. That's uh, what we've given to our new, uh, as a title to our new subscription service, which will allow you exclusive access to unique Disney at Play fan content, as well as distinct Disney at Work best in business content. Now this subscription service is gonna be at different levels. And whatever level you get, I assure you, you will get value. You will get things that you can't get elsewhere. But as you advance in levels, particularly um, those of you who have an interest in Disney at work, you take on that level and you get everything at Disney at play. And what you get is a whole number of things. Uh, here's some examples of the things we're looking to offer. Exclusive and early access to our podcasts. Disney in-depth fan content, uh, exclusive YouTube videos, monthly gift packages for the higher tier Disney at Play subscribers. Then with Disney at Work subscribers, best in Disney business practice content, excellence and you, which we talked about earlier, access to those online tools, uh, a Disney best practices network where you get to share how you've applied Disney back to your organization with others. Disney best practices, global tour discounts. So if you come on our, if you sign up for Disney at, uh, at work and play, you actually get discounts to our global tour uh, programs. And even for our very highest tier performance consulting one-on-one -on -one with you and helping you um, improve your organization. So whether it's at work or play, let me tell you, we're gonna offer something very unique, something you can't get elsewhere, something that truly will provide value um, as you sign up. Well, that's it. <laughs> well, I mean, that's not it because 2020 is just around the corner, it's just starting for us. But uh, so much in 2019, we thank you for joining us over this last year and being a part, I have loved doing what I do. And this is a blessing that I get to do it as a living and share it with others. And particularly at Disney at Work, where I can build, build and bring these best practice ideas of how to improve your organization through, through Disney and other organizational best practices. It's just a, it's just a phenomenal, gift and blessing to me that I get to share this with you and I'm looking for new ways uh, to share it with you as we go into the upcoming year. It's an exciting year ahead of us and I hope you'll stay with us, connect with us, subscribe with us, make sure that you are set so that as we 
release these podcasts, our YouTube's, our uh, pages and articles on Disney at work and Disney at play that you, you immediately get access. Thank you for joining us. And as I say, um, and for those not familiar with it, I take the words from Sinbad's journey at Tokyo Disney Sea, whether it's at work or play, always remember, follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day.